From the Over the Top Studios in Nederland, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to Over the Top Cycling, presented by Gerard Cycles and Obra. Today we're going to be chatting with fourth place finisher at the Iron Horse Bicycle Classic, Cormac McYo of the Wildlife Generation Pro Cycling Team. Cormac, thank you very much for taking the time to chat with us. Yeah, George, happy to be here. Iron Horse Bicycle Classic. To date myself, I actually remember when that event started. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, 1971, right? (laughs) And you guys are no longer just racing the train anymore, right? (laughs) Yeah, well... I mean, yeah, I think we're we're going a lot faster than yeah. the train these days. <laughs> the train takes about three and a half hours, I think, and uh, we go about a little over an hour faster than that at the pointy end of the race. But it's it still has that uh, it still has that uh, presence for a lot of people at the race. A lot of people here are just trying to beat the train, and that's what makes such uh, such a great event is that you have people here trying to race Howard Grotz and people here trying to race just the train you know it brings all types of people and all abilities and it's great because of that there's not a lot of other races in the u.s that do that so actually how does that run cormac is it a i mean i know there's the the pro stage or the uh the pro category and everything but does it start out as a big mass event start out there's like a citizens tour and they usually start closer to the train because that that's their goal to beat the train and then uh, we usually start like a bit earlier and uh it's like yeah the big pro category and then there's age groups as well but they go off like only in minute intervals so it does kind of just become like one big blob um because yeah you have that for women you have that for men um there's loads of people here competing in lots of different categories so i've spent a lot of time out on those roads cormac and the climbs are beautiful uh the descents it's a pretty amazing route yeah it's definitely quite a phenomenal route and uh it makes it even better because the roads are closed, which is pretty unique for cycling events and races in America. So yeah, you can you can rip the downhills and go up the climbs in solitude, but also it's very safe, which is great. Now, had you spent some time out in the Durango area? Are you familiar with that route pretty well? Yeah, I actually went to Fort Lewis College here in Durango. Uh, so I lived here from 2014 till... Uh, basically just the end of last year uh, I moved in January this year 2021 to Los Angeles so I still uh, Durango still feels a lot like home for me it feels almost more like home than any other place to me but yeah I definitely have gotten up in those mountains and trained a lot (laughs) in there and I've done the Iron Horse three times now Um, it's definitely one of my favorite races and what were your goals coming into the race this year? Man, well, I, I definitely wanted to win. I uh, to win this race and to have it on my list of Palmares would be would be super important to me. It would be a big deal uh, just because of Durango feeling so much like home to me. Um, but yeah, uh, I tried my hardest. There's a lot of talent out of Durango with Olympians and uh, world champions. Uh, 
in the race as well. Like we had Todd Wells, Ned Overend, Howard Grotz, the young and up and coming Riley Amos who took the victory. So it's it's no easy feat, and it makes me feel confident though because I am I'm not exactly like uh I'm not a skinny super skinny rider or anything. So um, I can hang okay on the climbs, but just just that little bit extra that's needed is I don't really have it yet. But so maybe another year. But yeah, I gotta say, what a crazy field! It, the race was won <laughs> by 19 year old Riley Amos. But seventh place, I think, 65-year-old Ned Overend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh my God. It's insane, actually. Like, it's it's actually mind-blowing how strong he is and how fit he is. Like, on the final climb of the day, Mullis Pass, uh, he was, like, attacking. He wasn't just pushing the pace, you know, and he, he's attacking, and we're at nearly 11,000 feet, and it's crazy. <laughs> it never gets old. It never gets old. Seeing him smash on the group ride here or at the Iron Horse is unbelievable. Is there kind of a typical strategy, early breakaway? I mean, what are you looking for in the field when this race is going on? Yeah, well, like I said, like Durango has a pretty like star-studded uh, history and like a star-studded, uh, how do you say it, like um, – there's a lot of really strong people here and we all know each other. So we're all kind of watching each other at the beginning. And then usually an early break will go of people from like New Mexico who are like surrounding areas that like we might not know as well. So that's what happened this year. A breakaway went with two New Mexicans and a, a one Durango in. Um, and then it kind of, we kind of just uh, cruise up slowly ever so slightly to purgatory ski area it's like a 2000 foot climb or so uh over about 20 miles um and then we start Colbank pass which is usually takes about 25 minutes i'm not sure how long it is but it's about 25 minutes long it's like six or seven percent gradient um but i mean that's when you start to get up to those really high altitudes like getting close to 11,000 feet so usually that's where the race uh is decided in a sense um that's like where a selection will be made and uh then after that mullis pass and then a awesome downhill into silverton to finish and at what point where you were top five uh where was the race decided this year well it was decided on colbank pass uh group went with howard Gross. Riley Amos, this uh, other rider named Robbie, I can't remember his last name, which I feel bad for, but, um, and then myself, four of us went clear on Colbank, and then basically <laughs> that group, by the top of Colbank, though, uh, because it's a long climb, but by the top of Colbank, that group was exploded into smithereens uh, with everybody solo in that, that was in that group, so uh yeah amos went clear he caught the lone remaining breakaway rider on mollus pass and then uh went in for the win wow so it sounds like it was a great experience what was the weather like perfect yeah absolutely perfect like 70 degrees 75 degrees or so yeah sometimes uh the weather can be dicey considering it is may in colorado it's not always sunshine and rainbows. <laughs> <laughs> like in years past, there has been snow at the events. Um, 
and like you see pictures from previous events and there's lots and lots of layers and leg warmers and <laughs> jackets and things but not this year thankfully yeah nice. be beat. so what do you have coming up next cormac my next race will be the cpu tour in romania it's a four-day tour on some of cpus of like relatively mountainous region of romania and uh there's just some phenomenal roads there like uh I can't remember the name of it because it's Romanian and uh, hard to remember um, for me, a non-Romanian. <laughs> but uh, it's like a, it's almost like um, a Stelvio, the Stelvio of wow. Romania. It's like a 30-kilometer climb, um, and it's just apparently amazing. So I think there's a Top Gear episode on it, if anybody's interested. But that's about it. That's We have that race coming up and uh, just a lot of training for now. Things are still up in the air a lot this year just with COVID. Um, things are changing rapidly, so hopefully they change for the better for the later half of our season. Well, Cormac, congratulations on a great showing at Iron Horse, and thanks so much for taking the time to chat with us. Yeah, no worries, George. Thanks a million. Appreciate it. From the Over the Top Studios in Netherland, Colorado, I'm George Thomas.